Welcome to the Bethany Shipley Show. All right, we are here and our kids are in bed and instead of watching Tiger King and whatever on YouTube, um, Eli has graciously allowed me to drag him into my office and um, interview him. And I wanted to interview him first because he is the most important person in my life. And it's kind of funny because really his role is so, your role is so background to like the whole operation, but it's so, um, I, you're my best friend, you know? know, and you're my lover. And I just feel like it would be cool to share this on here. So thank you for opening up. Yeah. And I am going to, first of all, I just have to say, you make it sound like I'm the one who wanted to watch Tiger King. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the one who just despises Tiger King and would rather go to sleep. And she's over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just the weirdest show ever. I was like, say, that's yeah, fine. good that's clarification. Fine. I was yeah. gonna say whatever you find on YouTube, but yeah. uh, we have yeah. had a little yeah. bit of a tiff or <laughs> whatever because I want to watch Tiger King at like eleven o'clock, and he's like, seriously, and and then he offered because he's the I'm sweetest just, person I'm on the planet. Like, I'll just go sleep on the yeah, couch. he offers to go sleep on the couch. <laughs> so I would do it. Oh my gosh. So anyway. Um, that up. Okay, yeah, good clarification. So also, I will have you know that I did not know you watch or you listen to this podcast until just a minute ago. He told me that he did listen to the first episode. Yep. And so that made me feel really special. That made me feel so special. Um, and of course, I said, well, what did you think? And he said, I liked it. So, okay, well, let's dive right in because I know you're kind of tired. I'm feeling great. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so start us at, I specifically wanted to kind of interview you regarding all of your health journey and like everything that you've done with, you guys, he's, okay, start start us at the beginning of when you became interested in like diets and like how old were you, what was life like? Okay, so I was 13, getting close to 14 when I first started dieting and the reason that I started was because of my mom and she started this diet called prism p r i s m something like that yeah okay. sounds a lot like prison and <laughs> felt a lot like prison but basically it was like the first 6 weeks was well uh, first of all I have to tell how I ate in the first place yes please do it's actually quite like, entertaining it was it was insane like my family we were homeschooled so I'm always at home so snack times all the time I'd wake up and have like eight Eggo waffles with peanut butter and syrup, you know, cereal, just whatever. An hour and a half later, whenever I could fit more in, it would be pot pies from the Schwann's man. And it was, it was bad. Pizza rolls, like bags a day. I mean. I mean, define bad, right? Like you were living your ideal life. Well, yeah. Minus the fact that I was five foot four and 280 pounds. True. But yeah, so living. was that something that you were aware of at that point? Were you like oh, just I've coming, just coming to awareness at that age? Okay. Before, like most most of the time, I didn't really care about it. Like me being overweight. When did you care? About thirteen. Why did you care? Why? Because I couldn't do the things physically that I like to do. So it wasn't at all like appearance. Oh, there was some of that. Yeah. Okay. People look at you and you're like, you know, you don't feel you don't feel great about being big, but. So you said you were 5'4", and how much did you weigh at your... 280. 280. Okay. 
So you're 13. At 13. Okay. Yeah, almost 14. That and and so yeah, so you're eating pot pies from the Schwan Man at lunchtime <sighs> or snack time. There, there was no defined. This is meal time. Okay. It was like the day you just ate the day, ate the day away, <laughs> drink Pepsi's. Okay, that's what's gonna clarify. No water, no needed. <laughs> Yeah. Your body sucked it out of the Popeye. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of water in the pizza rolls. They were frozen. And so when you would eat pizza rolls, like what what kind of, just so they can kind of like hear the quantity because it's pretty inspiring in some Oh, ways. I mean full, I don't know what a bag, it's like a bit, size of a, like a normal frozen bag. I don't even know how many, 20 something. Yeah. Just pop them on a plate, heat them up in the microwave, ranch dressing, <laughs> dip everyone in ranch dressing. Okay, so what were the rules of PRISM? Okay, so we started out in the first six weeks were no grains, no sugars, nothing fried or breaded, and sugar had to be fifth ingredient or higher. Okay. That's pretty much the rules. Okay, so you went from basically eating, how many calories would you say? Gosh, I don't know, like five to seven thousand probably. Five to seven thousand. That's no joke. I'm like, I know, and I'm sorry for laughing because I, I'm only giggling because I'm like, just knowing how you. Yeah, I'm eat sure now. I'm sure maybe a little bit less from day to day, but I was packing it in. Yeah. So then you went from that five to seven thousand, and then what would be your calorie intake on those first six weeks? On the first six weeks, the basic calories per day were like, like twenty two hundred, which okay. Which I was still trying to eat a lot. Like, they didn't have a restriction. It wasn't like, you okay. can't eat this many calories. It was but, just hard, fast up, rules. Yeah, it ended up being around 2,000, 2,500 calories. Okay. So, what was the kind of, like, timeline of that emotional, like, day one? I'm imagining, like, for me, like, day one, I'm all motivated. Yeah, well, me and my mom started it together, which was fun. Like, I like doing stuff with family like that so that's that was kind of intriguing to me and like i love challenges i've always loved challenges so um at first it was fun it was great the only parts that were not fun was uh the withdrawals i guess of i guess you can call them that just like i enjoyed it i I was gonna do it it wasn't like uh oh you know maybe maybe not it was like i was gonna do it but it was just like my body was craving so hard sometimes, uh, those foods that I used to eat. And I just would try to talk, like my mind was talking myself into that I was hungry and that I needed those things. Yeah. And so basically it was just like, just trying to ride it out yeah. for for the first six weeks. After the first six weeks. And what what was your progress at that six week? Or oh, do you remember? Oh, man. I don't I don't remember the numbers. I'm not good at remembering the okay. exact like first six weeks. So I bet it was somewhere around twenty five pounds. Wow. Yeah. It was Did people fast. notice? Uh, the first twenty five pounds, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't I, I don't know, but people started to notice for sure. Um, somewhere around there, like yeah. it was it was happening fairly quickly because the calorie restriction was quite a bit different than what I was. And you were playing sports at that point. Yeah, I was always active, so it was. You know, like getting movement and stuff like that was was totally fine. But after the first six weeks, you could add grains back in. So I could have oatmeal, rice, um, whole wheat breads, 
So could you have potatoes on the first? No. Okay. No starches or grains no star- in the first okay. six weeks. Okay, so during that time, because I know whenever I start something new or, or whenever we do something new, there's always some sort of learning curve. <clears throat> so was there a learning curve? Like, I've heard you talk about, would love for you to share like a little bit of like when you would go out to eat during that time. Yeah, honestly, looking at it now, it wasn't the healthiest of diets, you know, like, but it was way better than what I was doing. So it wasn't terribly hard once I got the groove. So I could still have, you know, cheese, dairy was not a, was not a restriction. Um, I could have whole wheat breads as long as sugar was fifth ingredient or higher. Even during the first six weeks? Oh, no, not during no, no, the first no. six okay. weeks. Yeah, is that what you were asking about? Yeah, I guess I was kind of like, I just remember you sharing like how yeah, the emotional the fir- side. The first six weeks was an emotional wreck because, yeah, we got to eat and literally it was just chicken, like dry chicken and yeah. vegetables. or and A lot of times it was drive through So going through McDonald's with the family and it was like, just get chicken and... Sometimes and you're like looking over at your brothers eating like your, this most delicious burger. Yeah, they're eating burgers and stuff. And, it, you know, honestly, it didn't bug me what they were doing. Yeah. There was nothing about what they were doing. So, But it had to look good. Like, did you think about that? Yeah, if, of course it looked good. But it was like, um, I don't know. I was just going to do it. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't like you know, oh, this is too hard or this is yeah. unfair or whatever. But yeah, obviously the stuff, the cravings were still there and they were still strong. Yeah. And mostly I would just eat chicken or something like that because I didn't really care for salad. Oh, okay. And especially because I couldn't have any of the dressings because they have sugar in them. Right. So basically we would just be eating like just dry salad and I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so. So did you go from Pepsi to water? Grape juice. Grape juice was <laughs> I just have to pause because I, I did know this because when I met Eli, you were you were 15. Yep. Or 16. When, I, well, when we yeah, started hanging yeah. out. 16. Just and 16. he drank grape juice like... By the I mean, liter. And it was delicious. I had never had access to so much grape juice in my life. Like I was like savoring every little sip of communion I got because... <laughs> We didn't buy extra stuff like that. And so, yeah. Okay, so grape juice. And so... First six weeks was no grape juice. But yeah, okay. once, once that was once that was allowed, it was like I would go through a whole jug of it a day. Easy. <laughs> and so looking back now, you probably have an opinion about that. They're like, oh, that probably wasn't the healthiest. But sure. do you feel like it was vital to the progress um, yeah, I, I don't know if it was vital or not. It was definitely a win in my mind, like having yeah. something that I could go to, something that I could drink that I like. Cause I drank, I mean, easily 12 plus cans of Pepsi a day. Right. So like I was really used to sugary drinks. So being able to have that was definitely a win. Whether or not I needed it or not. I mean, I could have done without the six cavities, but <laughs> I'm sure your parents could have handled that without the six cavities. Six cavities. So you went from having no cavities. No cavities ever to six cavities. After drinking grape juice. Yeah, which I don't know why. Like Pepsi. I don't know. Maybe like, I don't know, something about the sugar of the grape juice like settled. Maybe maybe it was the only sugar I got. So I was like savoring it in my mouth or something. Maybe. Like sloshing it around (laughs) or something. Okay. So... (laughs) 
You did that phase, so it's phase one is the intense, and then phase two, you're just kind of like integrating into like normal Yeah, it's life. like maintenance is what they called it, and it was just... How long did you do maintenance for? Um, until I was at, like extremely strict until yes. I was like... I mean, we were probably married. Oh, we were totally married. Yeah. So I like just have to say, like most of this stuff I already know, but I'm just kind of being devil's yeah. advocate. Like I'm sure you got to pull it out of my me I don't que- stuff like my this. quote unquote listeners. Hi, mom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I actually hold on. I told Eli that I don't know who listens, and I like literally have intentionally not learned how to look at. like podcast analytics because I just want this to be really fun for me this is like my hobby so if if there's more of you out there I love you and thank you for listening but um okay so so I'm kind of being devil devil advocate yeah we were I think we were married and it actually was kind of funny a dynamic in our relationship because I totally did not understand the strictness of the strictness and I was like oh my gosh stop being such a like yeah, tight we wad about everything. When we were dating, you would always say, and I was extremely, like, extremely. Like, for me, if I really, really wanted yes, you to, would you eat candy? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she's like, no, but for me. <laughs> He's like, and I'm like, no, no. Remember one time when I was like, but if we were going down in a plane, and like the only way that was, we could live is if you ate one lemon drop, I said, would no. you do it? He's like, I was like, no, no, don't be ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you are such an idiot. But at the same time, I really respected that about you. And I was like amazed because I had never had any sort of like discipline around food. And it just was intriguing. Yeah. I guess the only way that I actually did it was just like the absolute decision of just like, no of the you know like just it's not i'm not gonna compromise yeah you know everyone's like oh you know one of this or like one of that is not gonna kill you and i'm like like i know that but as soon as and i feel like this was partly unhealthy because which is why i eventually you know kind of straight away from that um I wouldn't say unhealthy. I feel like if people are doing that, more power to them. But it's like the fact where I felt like I had no control, like if I let it back in, you know, yeah. like an addiction. Like I was like, totally. If if the option is there, then where's the line? Yeah. Because I am a person that just like goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> and I honestly feel like that is like really valid. And a lot of people relate who who have been like i don't know if we would say like diagnosed or whatever with an addiction would relate that that's how like you have to do it it's like it's like it's a no just a no yeah and and one of the things that i've noticed just being around people who are have been in recovery and like they share like that that is an an identity like i am an addict and that has to be part of their belief. Otherwise, if they don't believe that anymore, you know, then it can be problematic. So yeah, it's very interesting. So then, yeah, what was, so then when, I'm trying, I don't remember this. When did you phase, or not phase out, but like start trying different ways of eating other than the prism way? <laughs> uh, it's a slow fade, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> I think that 
I started out by not being so strict about um, sugar when I became more strict about other things. Yeah, because I remember we went, we went, uh, we <coughs> cut out dairy yeah. at one point and I lost five pounds that month. Side note. Yeah, <laughs> side note. Um, I'm like, okay, obviously dairy isn't yeah. great for me, but we cut that out and I remember that it was when we were living in our little one bedroom, right? No. Okay. No, I Next was still house. very strict on that. Okay. Well, there was there was some there was some season that I remember it, it was still early on in our marriage. Yeah. Maybe right after Moses was born. I think when I started to experiment like cuz as I'm learning and you know following different people and different ways of eating and like different diet protocols um you know like I I became interested in trying some of them and to try some of them um you know, like you you would eat barbecue sauce, or right. you would have you know, but you'd be very very strict on the rest of the carbs that are coming in, and so there's like no no gluten or right, you know, um, you're basically eating rice and veggies and chicken like yeah the forty thirty thirty like bodybuilding style yeah you know um you know macro set. And then, like, basically, can you give like a synopsis of macros real quick? Like 40, 30, 30. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so 40% of your daily intake comes from carbs, 30% of your daily intake comes from protein, and 30 comes from fat. And so, and I, that's just a common one. That's not the one. That's right. just a common one that, that I started just kind of looking into and like wondering how it would work. Was that when you were introduced to CrossFit as well <laughs> during that time? Um, that was before CrossFit. Okay. So, you know, basically chicken, rice, veggies, and then you would just bring some spice in your life with barbecue sauce. That was pretty much it. Yep. Um, I remember that phase. (laughs) Yeah, that phase was after, that phase was like, we were in our Douglas house. Yeah. Because when we were in our little one, two, one bedroom, you know, (laughs) side of a hut thing. (laughs) It was like when we were camping for yeah, the first when, year. When of we our were camping. Marriage. We were just scrout like I'd be like eating like There was no like we couldn't afford to have yeah. like a percentage of it coming from protein. Yeah, I was like today I guess it was crock pot yogurt and that's it, you know? I just kinda tip that thing back and hope that it you was enough calories. You could have always <laughs> you could have always eaten the the horse feed I bought thinking it was oatmeal. Yeah. You had a great deal on that oatmeal. <laughs> I was at Tractor Supply, and I'm like, this is the best priced oatmeal I have ever seen. You came home, and you're like, I got this 50-pound bag of oats for, like, nothing. And I'm like, that's horse food. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is, like, our kitchen was so small that the horse feed like, filled it up. <laughs> yeah, I had to build a plywood countertop because there was no countertops. Yeah, we ended up gifting that horse feed. To, just to clarify, to your sister. Yes. Because she had a horse. And um, we did not eat that. So yeah, I just had to write that $9 off on the budget. Oh, man. That was so funny. Yeah. So when we were there, it was basically like, I was eating shredded wheat with peanut butter and milk and yeah, uh, a lot of eggs. We had they so were cheap. much dairy. Yeah. A lot of eggs and corn tortillas and yeah. just cheap stuff. Yep. Okay, so wait, let's let's recap the weight loss because at that point you were already at this weight that you're at now, right? 
Yeah, at that point, probably 225 pounds. But when we got married? Oh, yeah. Really? No, no, no. Right when we got married was after I did all that cycling craziness. Right. So I was, I was actually probably pretty, I, I, you were really thin. I was actually thin then. Okay. So give us the timeline on, you start your diet when you're 13, lost 25 pounds ish in the first six weeks. Six weeks. Basically in 13 to 16, 16, I was as tall as I am now, which is like six one. So I went from five, four to six one, which also helps the thinning out, but but also adds to weight. Yeah, it also you know adds I mean? to weight. But yeah, I went, um, let's see, 16 is when I was doing all the cycling and like basketball and stuff. So I was probably about 175, 180 pounds. Um, okay. So basically, you just said... So basically 100 pounds and I, and I grew however many inches. <laughs> you lost 100 pounds. Yeah. Wow. I've been saying it wrong all this time. That was when I was that was when I was thin and doing the cycling and stuff. Wow. And once we got married, then I started lifting more. Yeah. That's why I got heavier. Okay, so you <coughs> you started falling in love with trying new diets around this time. What was the first so the first one you kinda of mentioned was macros. Yeah, it's like bodybuilding.com, like Okay. <laughs> you know, like going on bodybuilding.com and I was, you know, interning and doing personal training and a lot of the guys that were in my class were bodybuilders. And okay. So we were just talking, you know, just like experimenting with things. And, and you were just super intrigued. Like, ooh, that'd be kind of fun to try and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this dude in my class was Jack. So I was like, this is it. This, <laughs> this is, is it. what this I am is, doing. I got to do it. No, it was, uh, yeah, very intrigued about the bodybuilding style. Um, super low fat. Um, a lot of carbs. Uh, a ton, a ton of protein. And very frequent eating. Okay. I'm eating as pretty much as often as I can. It's always protein. Getting probably two. I think you base you base you start off the diet by say how okay I want to be 200 pounds. So I'm gonna eat 200 grams of protein. And then you're like okay well that's gonna be 30 percent of my macros. So then you figure out your calorie intake from that. I gotcha. Okay. And so that's what so I so basically for, however many how much you want to weigh. Is how many grams of protein? Yeah, exactly. And then that's your percent. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That, that's the one. I mean, like some people eat more than that. Some people eat two per. Yeah. But that's more like powerlifting and. Okay. But anyways. Yeah. That's what I yeah that's what I did for a while and. Let's see. Um. Then I get into the cycling after. Yeah. After that, so cycling was. You know, I was on a bodybuilding diet and I was cycling away on my gains. <laughs> Sad day. And not even Sad just cycling day. like, you know, I think I'll take a little bike ride. It was like, oh, I think I'm going to ride to Colorado. I think I'm going to ride to Texas. Yeah, when I was riding, when I was riding at like the most, I would probably do 150 miles a week. Okay. That was pretty average. And then, Some, and then a big more. trip. At the end of that. Yeah, that was just like training, like little, like, I guess, you know, 20 miles here and there, and then maybe like a long one on the weekends. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of cycling. And then our first, our first trip was um, Texas. I remember that. That was like a camp. 
Yeah, so we must have gotten our times messed up because we were in high school at that point. So yeah, you did we were bike riding. That's what I'm saying. Like when yeah. I was like uh, 17, 16, 17. Yeah. Is that right? I don't know. I'm terrible yeah, at that's like, right. But that's what I was doing like bodybuilding, bodybuilding like eating. in my room <laughs> and eating that way of a bodybuilder. And, and then, then cycling, and then cycling as well. Yeah. Did like, you know that? Did you know that the cycling would kind of like retroactivate what you're doing? Oh yeah. But you mean, just like, love the bodybuilders are like, the, you know, the people that I was following, their cardio is like walking. Right. On the treadmill, like after their after their session, you know, and that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm like just out there getting it on a cycle, and you know, like. I feel like though that's <laughs> one of the things that you love so much is doing it with like doing fitness with people. And the fact that your dad has always loved cycling was seem seemed to be. Do you feel like that's true? Like motivating to like, yeah, you want to go ride a bike with your dad? Yeah, that's fun. That was a, that's a blast. We had a blast, and that's the reason we took the trips was because of my dad. Yeah. I I mean, like maybe Colorado trip was a little bit more spurred on by me, but why was that? <laughs> Mountains. <laughs> 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 like, okay, I'll no, sit in silence no, until no, you tell the no, absolute really. truth. No, but where are we at on time frame, timeline here? Like, well, I'm 16. Let me just tell I'm you, it was because I was in Colorado. Oh, yes. Okay, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> um, um, okay, so, yeah, timeline. So you're doing cycling. Right after cycling was CrossFit for you. Yeah, so after that trip was, what was it, three more years until I took the trip to Colorado? Yeah. To come see you? So cycling was a huge chunk. Yeah, I cycled a lot, and I was that was when I was like, basically I mean, from like seventeen to twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like when I started the bodybuilding thing, and I got more into cycling, like just like research and following cyclists and stuff, like it kind of morphed my diet and like training kind of morphed into what they were doing. Okay. You know, like I wasn't doing bench press because I'm like this is just a waste of time because yeah. it's not gonna. For one, my body's like, okay, you need to get better at biking, so let's get rid of all your upper body. Mm, yeah. And so I was just kind of like, whatever, cycling's fun. And I got, you know, it was fun being competitive, and we did a few little races and yeah, rides with crews around Lee Summit and stuff. So that's when I got really into that. I kind of got more and more into that until we got married. Yeah. And then that's when I stopped riding so much a week yeah i really like, like once you were here yeah in town yeah and we were married i was I and part of that was just we were we had response you had responsibilities <laughs> that there wasn't like as much time yeah i feel like you were working a ton yeah and especially during those times where you want to take a bike ride which is like morning you know er, late morning early evening and we still did some yeah, just, but it wasn't, just a little bit. Yeah, but. but it wasn't competitive. Okay, so then, if I remember right, after that, when you're you're working at the gym, next door was CrossFit. Next door was CrossFit, um, but I didn't I didn't do CrossFit for a, maybe a year or two after working up there. Yeah, because CrossFit was next door to us the whole time that I was training up at the the studio I was training at, and then. Um, they moved 
to where they are now, which is maybe a couple of miles away from where my gym was located. And, and I didn't start doing it until they were in their new location. So, Do you feel like seeing CrossFit through the window, if you will, like inspired you to want to do it? No, actually, not at all. Because when CrossFit was next door to us, I was lifting at my gym. And I was doing, starting to incorporate more weights because I was bringing cycling off. So I started to lift more weights. Um, and then John. And that was Olympic lifting that you were doing? No, not yet. Okay. No, I was just, just, just like, deadlift, squat, bench. Gotcha. Like, um, you know, some bodybuilding style accessories work okay. and stuff like that. And so then the diet started to kind of morph again back into yeah. back into that a little bit. And then there was a little bit of strongman influence yeah. because John Gareth yeah. was right next to us in summer rehab. And he was a strongman dude. He was meathead. Still is. And for those of you who don't know what strongman is, it's not just like, oh, like, he is a strongman. It's like actually a sport. Yeah, like, strongman is like pick up stones, flip tires, like carry really heavy things. And I remember seeing these videos that Eli would be a part of like randomly on a Saturday. Yeah. And he was like helping pull a plane and like, like you know, plane. I'm just like, what is happening? Like yeah, a bunch of people with no necks. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> They're all amazing. I love. And then there's also the Bubba. Bubba yep. Dowling. Yeah, Bubba was in Lee Summit at that point. Yeah, he was like the, what is, what is it that? Just like, power I'm talking like, like these people who have so much like muscles on their body. And, yeah, they, yeah, they have so much muscles on their body that it's like their one arm is bigger than me and I'm not small. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, yeah, that yeah, was so crazy. Yeah, so there's a lot of influence with that. And then um, I was always just better at, like, conditioning stuff, probably just because cycling. Cardio. Yeah, like, um, and I just enjoyed that stuff. It was fun. And then I got into CrossFit because of YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't anybody or, like, anybody that did CrossFit or anything. I was... I was watching it and I thought CrossFit at the time was like burpees and like step ups with like socks up to your knees, you know, like, (laughs) like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to be just doing a bunch of burpees. Like, yeah, you know, I like lifting. Yeah. Cause I like lifting stuff. And then, then I saw CrossFit put out these videos on YouTube that were like Rich Froning and Dan Bailey and like all, you know, Jason Kalipa, all the originals, like at the CrossFit games and they're like doing these Olympic lifts and I'm like, okay, that's awesome. You know, then I tried them. I'm like, well, I can't move like that. You know what I mean? So it was the in- intrigue of like the flexibility and strength and like it was a different, it was like a different challenge. And so when I watched those videos, I'm like, okay, CrossFit is actually like, that's fun. So then I went and visited Lee Summit, CrossFit Lee Summit. No, first I practiced a lot. Yeah. I practiced a ton because my Olympic lifts, I was not... And, and still not the most mobile person you've met. So <laughs> I was working on a lot of just just technical stuff and doing a lot of research on YouTube of like how to lift, how to do it. You know, I didn't because I didn't want to be like walking in, you know, hurting myself because yeah, you know, as soon as you start working out next to people, you're trying to race. And totally. Then, then it's problems, problems. But yeah, so after after gosh, it was probably months I practiced before I actually went up there. <laughs> and then finally, once I was like, okay, I know how to do every movement in CrossFit. And I, I, you classic, know, like, 
classic Eli. Yeah. Not that I was good at them. I'm going to be perfect before I do it. No, and that's the thing. Not that I was good at them. I just wanted to like be able Make to sure know how to do them. Yeah. So that way if they're like, okay, there's 50, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, you know. <laughs> but then, you know, I didn't realize like, did they scale? I thought it was just kind of this like, yeah. after I watched the videos, I'm like, oh, these, these dudes are epic. Like. You know, I didn't think there was like a scaling, like, yeah, even you, though I scale all I the time like for all of my clients. So, and that's so typical of people's opinions of CrossFit. And I, I feel like I represent a large portion of the community, which is I'm definitely not, you know, living, breathing, loving CrossFit. Like I do it because I want to keep myself healthy and I modify all the time. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to try, but I'm scared. Like, it actually is very modifiable. Yeah. And depending on the gym. Every CrossFit's very different. Some CrossFit's do Duck Duck Goose. Some CrossFit's Olympic (laughs) Lift. Like, seriously, you never know. That's why it's fun to travel and see some CrossFit's around the world. So when you got into CrossFit... (laughs) So once I got into CrossFit, diet-wise, when I got into CrossFit, I literally ate anything that I could possibly find. Because I was just... I was, like, sending it. Every you were day. so hungry. I, yeah, like, like it was like, okay, you know, this workout's for time. And I'm like, you know, now I'm like, there's, I have deloads and I understand like yes. what I'm trying to do and like which ones I need to push hard and like when I need to not just, you know, anyways, I was just burning myself in the you ground. You didn't like, really have a strategy back then. You were just no, doing everything. No, everything. <clears throat> trying to learn everything, trying to do, you know, you're like, oh, wow, Rich Froning works out six times a day. So I should probably start out by working six out six times a day. You are and so funny. Just burn it into the <laughs> ground. I'm like, I was eating everything. There was no, I was eating cleaner though. Yeah. Than I than I was before because just the just the the evolution of me learning and wanting to be better. And yeah. Wanting to, wanting to eat cleaner and feel better. So I was eating I was eating clean stuff still, but at that time, I mean pancakes and. Yeah. You know, eggs and bread and rice and broccoli and chicken and beef and... Yeah. Like, just whatever. Just fairly clean, I guess. Never really liked to eat out because of my earlier habits. Yeah. Because eating out was always such a drag. Yeah. Like, trying to find something that actually fits. Yeah, like, you go to the restaurant... Like, I didn't really like that many restaurants because there was nothing that I really enjoyed because there was those boundaries, you know. Yeah. So, it's like... I'm able to cook stuff at home that I like more than if I go out anywhere. So I kind of built those habits up. So I never really ate out much anyway. So my I was pretty clean at that point still. So then I feel like the last <coughs> three years. About 225 pounds. Okay. Um, and I'm just kind of eating and just, you know, like heavier than I would like to be. When yeah. gymnastics came and just fine when I'm yeah. lifting heavy weights and... And so, so then like three so years in, um, I started, you know, doing more research on like what people are actually trying to eat and, you know, CrossFit's big and like paleo and like block, you know, you know, like diets and stuff. And I looked into those and I tried those for like 30 day or 60 days, like while I was doing CrossFit and I felt pretty bad because they were very low carb. And I was like, you know, you start to lose weight, but you just, you just don't have any sustainable energy for multiple workouts or. So and I then never, it affects so, your ability to lift <coughs> heavy, right? 
yeah, so I didn't really enjoy those too much with the really low carb. Uh, never seemed to do well long term on those. So those were always like 30, 60 days. Tried like uh, Whole30 and um, I did Paleo. Yeah, a lot of those like Keto. fads. Keto was later that I tried that. Okay. Um, I did that for 30 days. That was probably a couple, a couple years ago. Like and then I, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting has been more recently. And yeah. that, that kind of stemmed from the keto because those influencers that, that I was watching kind of do both. They do keto, intermittent fasting. Um, so the intermittent fasting started a little bit later. And it was based on you started to see more CrossFitters doing intermittent fasting. And they, they started to like it for inflammation. And so knees are aching, like started to, do, you know what I mean, like feel wear and tear you're like i don't know maybe this will help with inflammation so uh, that's why i started doing intermittent fasting and i started doing 16 8 which means you're eating for eight hours and fasting for 16 so it's basically just a time frame there's just a scheduled you know eating window basically and and that was rough when i first started intermittent fasting Yes, it was. And and one of the reasons <laughs> one of the reasons I started that was because because of like just trying to figure out because I guess in because all the keto and paleo and stuff was before I got sick. And so what, what was that two years ago? I don't even. Do you know want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. So that would be that would be really cool to hear like your, and I know I told you twenty minutes. <laughs> How long have we been in here? I don't know. It's been a while. But I think, yeah, that would be really, that would be to kind of merge from the diet into like just the emotional journey of fitness and what that's been like. Yeah, so. Yeah, it has been two and a half years now. Two and a half years. It's crazy. I know. So whenever I was um, just kind of piddling around with diets here and there. Nothing, not doing anything really like super consistently, honestly. I was just kind of experimenting, having fun with stuff. And, you know, I'd kind of be bouncing around from 220 to 205 to 225 to 200 pounds. Like just kind of playing around with stuff. And and one day it was up. Well, I don't know if the fall actually did it or not, but I definitely yeah. think it started something yeah. for sure. It's worth mentioning in the story for yeah, sure. Yeah, so I was... I was doing a movement, you know, like a muscle, a ring muscle up and the rings broke off and I ended up landing on my back and like hit my head pretty hard on the ground. I was like, on the concrete. Yeah. I was like, okay, time to go home. He like, he came home looking like something. I've never seen you look like that. Like you did not look good, but I was so busy that day that I didn't even stop to like notice. And I started getting texts from people at the gym. Is Eli okay? Is Eli okay? Is Eli okay? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What? And then, yeah, you you were like stunned almost. So yeah. I fell pretty hard. Yeah, I did. Fell like, pretty hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyways, I mean, that fall. That's interesting. Probably, I don't even know when I did. Who knows? A month. Month, two months. It was like end of the year. Yeah. Sometime. I guess, I guess Maybe it started you fell happening. in October and yeah. started feeling some stuff in November. Yeah, I started feeling like different like like side, like almost like, I don't know if it was like liver pain or like what. It was weird. I was like feeling yeah. some weird stuff. And then 
and then that's when I that's when I was finishing up with training, right? Meaning yeah. personal training. Yeah, personal training. I was finishing up, um, and I was going to retire at the end of the year. And so, basically, just pushing through and just like felt okay. Like I was still working out hard, and everything yeah. was fine, and. And just kind of, you know, finishing up, up everything and doing like the end of the year parties and Christmas parties and with all the clients They and had stuff like the goodbye and, party for you. Yeah. And so. It was literally the day after. Yep. <clears throat> the day after I was like officially like done, like not coming in the next day, I woke up and had like, it was like a heavy chest. Like I couldn't lay back on my back. I couldn't breathe very well. Like I wasn't able to take big breaths, especially laying on my back. And so we messed around with, we thought it was just some kind of like. You were cold. so vigilant with the, <laughs> he was yeah. taking like 10 drops peppermint, 10 drops thieves, oh, 10 yeah. drops lemon I every was, 90 minutes. I was minutes. doing literally everything. And, <laughs> oh my gosh. And, um, and I could tell there was just inflammation. And, and so that's, that's honestly when I started searching around, um, for more of like the keto and intermittent fasting. And that was... That was a big claim in, in there. Oh, for in, inflammation. That was um, two weeks before Christmas, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, to, yeah, something like that. So then those two weeks were kind of the same. Just off and on. Worse, better, worse, better, worse, better. Christmas day. Never able to lay down. Comfortably, at Comfortably. least. Comfortably, yeah. yeah. Started sleeping on the couch, like yeah. sitting up, not even sleeping probably. Yeah. And then... Not working out at all. Yeah, which was a huge sign for me because I was, like, used to just this, like, obsessive working out person. Like, doesn't miss a day. Yeah, that was... A, that was and honestly, that was the best part of it. Like, being able to... being Or having to stop that. The best, meaning, like, the like hardest... The, the, the most growth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the most growth came out of, like... You know, like always being like, if I have a cold or if I even be like fluish, I'd still be like, gotta train. Totally. You know, like I gotta go do something. Like, um, always just always just trying to push it, and you know, like, I you'd push it and you'd feel worse, and then you just like, keep training, and eventually your body would just be like, okay, here we go. During again. the sickness. Yeah. Yeah, it would. It was not recovering. It was not working. <clears throat> No, no, no. I'm saying like oh, normal, regular. like before I had this sickness, oh, I, would, gotcha. I would just work through anything. Gotcha. Even if I felt absolutely awful for a week, yeah. you know, eventually I would just start to come back around again and just, and just start going. But yeah, when I got, when I got this sick, it was like, oh gosh, I got to stop. Like, yeah. And that's when I realized, right. and honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't too far into it. And I was like, this is something different. Yeah. You know, like we kept thinking it was like a lung thing or we kept thinking it was a... And we weren't really at this point into the emotions cause, right? I definitely wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I had heard about it and I'd heard people saying like, oh yeah, like emotions can manifest in the body. But I, I did feel hesitation to like bring it up because I was like, oh, like yeah, I don't want to be for, like... For me, like, you know, I don't know if it, I don't know... Who, where the model was from, but just like, because honestly, my mom and dad are both like, you never would know they ever got sick when we were kids. They're so, both They're of them are like tough. Tough, tough, stubborn old cookies. And so, <laughs> like, so it was just like, no, I'm fine. Like, I'm just fine. Yeah. Like, I'm okay. Like, I can still do stuff. Like, I can still, and I was like, honestly, I couldn't do things. 
And that's when I started realizing it was, I started realizing it was connected to me, you know, retiring from the job that I've done for whatever, seven years or I can't even remember. And it was like, it was like trying to figure out like what I was supposed to do and what I was supposed to do in my mind was going to put more time into working out and become better at that. And then I was like, oh gosh, like that was, that was the plan and now I can't move. And so like, what am I, what am I even supposed to be doing? Like it was, it was a tough time and I started realizing, I started realizing the sickness was related to those feelings you know, like I said pretty early on, and I was like, this is kind of weird. And I don't know that I really said it to anybody or really You mentioned it, it to me a few times, but it definitely wasn't... It wasn't clear, though, for you either. No. It was a curiosity, like, could it be related? And you probably had a gut feeling, but it, you, you, I don't feel like you knew exactly. Or maybe you did. I definitely came to know it at some point. Yeah. And I don't know when. I'm not good at, like... And it was day 38. Right, exactly. Realized, but and this this sickness to give you like a recap, it wasn't just like oh yeah, I can't work out. He's in his bed. Like eventually, I'll give you the like full. It was on like, which is funny. The day after Mac was conceived, um, we in Eli ended up being hospitalized, and it was actually a different strand of the coronavirus. Ironically, of it was a strand of a coronavirus strand in the lining of his heart. And so that was inflaming the lining of the heart and inflaming the heart itself, right? Yeah, and pericarditis is what I was diagnosed with. And because the inflammation was happening, there was like rubbing. Mm-hmm. And I guess when the rubbing happened, it caused like... Effusions. Yeah, which 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 is why I was like passing out and... Yeah. It was... It was I don't even horrible. know. How long, how long was I even sick? I don't even know. It, it was about, I mean, on and off, I would say six months. Yeah. But there were there were good days, and it was, like, so good for us. Like, I mean, I, I feel lucky that I just got to be a part of the growth because it wasn't anything that had to do with me. But, like, just in our relationship, I feel like we needed a reset. And it wasn't even bad. Our relationship wasn't bad. It was just like we needed to get back to who we are aside from being married in a way. Yeah, or who I was aside from being able. Totally. And we and we we talked about how, you know, we totally bought into the like, you know that song, Lay your pretty head down on my shoulder. It's like we were like totally that. Like, oh yeah, he's my man and he's gonna protect me. You know, or just like I was always gonna be fine. Yeah, you were gonna be fine and like take care of Everything. all of us and all, yeah. Yeah, and that is a romantic feeling, and it's not um, it's not healthy. I don't think. Yeah. Either way, it wasn't it wasn't the way I was supposed to be. Yeah. You know, thinking and operating. So, yeah, it was a long time sick sick for a long time, and there was a long period in there where I, there was literally no workouts at all. And at the same time, there was no work. Yeah. And there was, you know, like days where I'm like, yeah, I guess I feel good enough. And so I'm watching kids and I'm doing all this, you know, doing all the things. And so like transitioning into that life and like, you know, there was definitely depression in in all of that. It was, it was not just, 
and I don't even remember the timeline, but we had the Florida thing, the retreat. Yeah, it was like a team retreat for my Young Living team. Yeah, and just, you know, I could tell, like, that, it was almost like, oh, I was over it, and then, like... It wasn't. And I was like, it just, it was, like, flaring back up, and that's when it was very evident that it was more, you know, emotionally related, like, the stress. Yeah. The stress was causing inflammation, honestly. The stress was, like... And then I went to see a chiropractor in the mix of this somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, he sat me down and he's like, you know, oh, wow, all this stuff is happening. And I did a, I did a, like a urine analysis and I did a lot of different like food sensitivity tests and all this stuff, you know. We tried, there were so many things. (laughs) But at one point he just said, have you been a little stressed out lately? And I was like. I was like, yeah, you know, I guess a little bit, you know, and it was just kind of like, it was very obvious. I was like, yes, I'm super stressed out and, and I'm, you know, wasn't really sure like, like if I'm not going to be working out, like what am I, what am I going for? You know, like what's the main hoorah. And so it was really good. It was really, it was really, it was really, uh, humbling in a good way and, um, yeah, it, it, you know, when you're sitting there and you can't work out and your thoughts are, you know, I have to do this. I have to be able to do this. I have to, you know, get back at it sometime. And it was really just kind of like, I was able to get in, get into a place. And now I'm even, I'm, I'm way better off because of it. It's like working out and like going for anything or doing anything with excellence is not, because you are obligated or it's not because you should be able to or, you know, and it's not on my own. It's not, you know, I'm going to always be okay, like by myself. And there's just so many, so many good realizations where it was like, you know, being a, being okay with like, you know, having a team around you to help you do things and, and you know, doing them because it's it's fun and doing them because, you know, it's the movement side at least is part of who I am and it's what I really like to do. And so, you know, remembering all that and like, you know, get even getting right back into it when I was kind of like getting over it and the doctors were like, yeah, you can go ahead and work out again, you know. <laughs> the temptation was to be like, let's just hit it, you know, like yeah. let's get right back <clears throat> into like, let's just imagine this thing never even happened. And if I tried to do that, I could tell that it was like right there, you know, like ready to come back. And I was like, okay, so maybe it's got to be different. But yeah, there's, I mean, that's gosh, there's so many thoughts on that. Yeah. So do you feel like, like now, how have you like, I'm trying to think of how my question is like, how do you feel like you view your health differently now? Or like, because we started out talking about diet. And now I wouldn't even say that you're on a diet. Like you're more. I'm the same way I've always been with that. It seems like from my perspective, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like you have focused more on like you have these regimens now that are in place that you believe like can aid your overall health. But it doesn't seem to be like an obsession to me. No. No. 
It's not. It's it's way different. It's not um, <coughs> like so. Back on the diet topic, <laughs> kind of strayed there a little bit, but I think at first I'm on this diet, 13 years old. It's very, very strict and it has to be because if I let anything in, I'm just going to start eating and gain all the weight back. Very fear-based, like can't, I just can't, like there's just, it's just no, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to break these rules. And then from there, it was kind of like, oh, you know, like maybe like you know, still didn't, you know, like 16, 17, still doing, you know, so that's three or four years, five years that I've been strict on these rules. And 20 something, 21 years old, I'm like, okay, well maybe my body is healthy enough now to where if I have a few of these things, I'm not just going to go off the deep end and I'm just not going to, you know, but I still didn't really fully trust myself. Like it was like, it was like, you know, was going to just fall right back into it or was just going to get complacent or whatever. Um, you know, moving through, we got CrossFit. It was just kind of like just eating a bunch and really not in like the best shape ever, but in in fine shape. And then, um, then you get into now we're weighing and we're measuring because of competition CrossFit and being obsessive about that food scale, you know, we're trying to, you know, trying to stay 200 pounds or under just for gymnastics purposes or whatever, right? Like very, very obsessive with that. And it's, and that was, that was okay, but there was still no trust in my body. Like, and there was still no like, like respect for like my body and how, and even for me personally, like how good I've done. Yeah. And so the change I think for me like after like after the sickness and everything was like instead of looking at myself and thinking okay your body you, you have a you have just naturally a bad metabolism and you're just you know like you just you know binge eat things so you can't you know like these are the ways that I thought were just true about myself. And it changing from that to be like like, wow, you've done a great job. Like, good job, you know, like pat on the back. Like, like look at like look at how far you've come from the strict rules and now you're not on strict rules and you're eating 90% cleaner than you were before, you know. And it's not because... Loving you, vegetables, not, loving yeah, lettuce. It's not because yeah. you're on rules. It's because that's who I am. Yeah. And like, and you know, you can not not rest in that because it's not about that. It's just like... You trust that your identity... Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it's like it's like it's like healthy is is you know, the reason I made the decision in the first place was not because of rules and the reason I stuck with it was because yeah, so just basically like trusting myself, knowing that what I truly want for myself is health and I I have fun with it and I and I eat well and I eat good foods and I you know I give myself a a good job rather than feeling like I have to be, I have to do this. I have to stay away. I have to, you know, like fight who I am rather. It's like, oh, who I am is actually like really healthy. Yeah. Loves to be healthy. Well, I think it's super inspiring. And I think that a lot of people, like I'm always hounding Eli about, you know, getting his story out there because I just feel like it's so relatable. So 
I guess to wrap this up, um, if you could say anything or, or advice or for you know men, mental wellness advice or um, practical advice or anything that you want to someone who, whether they're 13 or not, is in the position that you were in at 13, where you're like, your ideal life doesn't match up with your everyday decisions. Like, what would you say to them? Well. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, we did not like rehearse any of, obviously. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's obvious, but we didn't like talk about this. So I'm totally like springing that question on you. No, it's totally fine. Uh, you know, another, another part about it is like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the perfect answer, but it's, it's for me, what would I have wanted to know? I guess I would want to know that my body is for me. Um, I would want to know that like, regardless of condition, you know, and honestly, I'm super fortunate to have the body that I have. I feel, I truly feel that. And so I know people, um, you know, have all different kinds of circumstances. So, um, but yeah, just, just, just being very grateful for the body that I have. Um, and Realizing, yeah, like I said, realizing my body is for me and realizing that, like, that health and what I truly want, you know, my my body is is totally capable and able to to adapt and and be healthy and to be be the way that I want it to be, and honestly, it's the process of of getting there was was you know the best like the work that you have to do to you know whether it be stick to things or do different things is like that's where you that's where all the growth happens and then um i guess the last thing would be um like knowledge and not just because it's oh it's good to know stuff but as you're as you're constantly like reading and being informed about the things that I truly like love to hear and be informed about which is health it encouraged me to keep doing whatever I am doing like even if I'm hearing someone talk about health where I don't maybe agree with every little thing they're talking about like it gets you thinking it gets you learning it gets you you know putting better things in your pan so in your pan? In your pan. <laughs> you know, it's I like... I said pans. Nope. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, pans, well, yeah. we went there. Putting better things in your pan. Oh, so, like, cook, cooking better things for yourself just <laughs> just because it's the way you want to be, so... That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, Eli. You're welcome. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this interview with my best friend, my lover, my husband, um... Isn't he awesome? So if you like this interview, um, please feel free to share this. And thank you for listening. I know you have a lot of things that you could be doing. So the fact that you spent this time with us is really special to me. So thank you.